This is for the people listening to the podcast, baby. Hello and welcome to Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I am Dave. And that's really all you're getting for this episode. Uh, Ralph will not be joining me this week. I am sad to say that Ralph's grandfather had passed away uh, yesterday morning on Monday. Um, And our thoughts are definitely with Ralph and his family as they celebrate his grandfather's life. Um, So I'm happy to announce that this episode is gonna be dedicated to the late, great Gene Apple. I'm not sure that we've had an episode ever dedicated to anyone yet, so uh, this is definitely a first here on the podcast. Uh, So Ralph, uh, we're definitely thinking about you, brother, and um, yeah, you and your family. So, So you guys, Listening are stuck with me, uh, so I do apologize. The uh, banter that you're used to um, will just be me talking to myself. And the uh, occasional silence you hear will be me taking a rip from my delicious stogie. Um, So I've got some stuff and I've got some things to go through from week 11 as we now power through to week 12. I've got lots of stuff to molest your ear holes with on this little podcast that could. Um, Now, I'm recording on a Tuesday this week with all the craziness of Thanksgiving uh, and also with Ralph not joining me. um, You know, I'm just going to hunker down and have a garage party here in my own garage. So the acoustics are a little bit different, um, but uh, I think I think we'll be okay. So it's a it's a mild Tuesday night here in Minnesota. Uh, it's about 40 degrees, so it's pretty balmy for a, a late November. Um, I don't even have a hat on now, so, so it's, uh, it's pretty good garage podcast weather. Uh, tonight, I'm sure you're all wondering, I am smoking an AVO, an A-V-O. Um, it is mighty delicious, and I'm pairing it with a Nordeast um, from the famous Grain Belt Brewery in Minneapolis, Minnesota, if anybody's wondering, it's an American Amber Lager. It's a pretty bitchin' combo. Um, So I'm going to be going over, obviously, the games from last week. We had some crazy games. We had some draw-dropping performances that I'm going to go over. Obviously, you know the news and notes that I always dig up uh, that you guys love so much that'll blow your mind. Um... What else? Jonathan Taylor was a beast last week. Uh, so I'll touch on, you know, I'm going to talk about varying degrees of, you know, owning him versus playing against him this last week. Um, you were either in one of four different categories when it came to uh, Mr. Taylor. I might also say the future MVP of the league. Many have him tops in consideration now after his performance. 
Um, Tadog, Tadog, uh, he wanted us to go into depth more on what a full IDP looks like and what that entails. Um, so I'm going to go into that. He was being more specific when it is, you know, breaking down a, a D end and a D tackle versus a D line. Um, so we'll go, uh, go over that as well. And, uh, may even touch on a few things I'm thankful for since, you know, it's, uh, it's that time of the year for that. Um, nothing really much to report on my end. Um, you know, I had a, I was a, a single dad this weekend. Uh, it was a dude weekend. My wife was up north with a couple neighbor girlfriends, had a spa day and got to have no kids. Um, so I cleaned the house because we are hosting uh, Thanksgiving. We host every year. We have the room for it. Um, so I cleaned everything. I sorted all the cabinets. I finally got my liquor off the fridge and above the microwave. So I have my own liquor cabinet now, which is great. Out of the reach of the boys. Perfect. Um, so we uh, will be hosting that. We'll have about 20 people over, give or take. Um, I'll be doing my famous pork belly burnt ends as an appetizer. Those are always a big hit. So um, looking forward to starting those early Thursday morning. Father-in-law's doing the turkey. My dad's doing the ham. Um, and other people will bring other stuff over. So kind of like a big old-fashioned Thanksgiving potluck. And the best part is I don't have to go anywhere. So daddy can have some adult beverages. I can get a little drunky pants, have some turkey, watch some football. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And the best part is with the boys, we don't have to go anywhere. We're already home. So if they're being little jerks, I can just send them to their rooms or outside to run around and run off all the, the turkey day madness. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through all the games. Um, I may be able to fit everything in an hour, so we'll see. Um, so I'll start with the games, and then, uh, again, we'll talk about the IDP stuff, um, you know, talk about Jonathan Taylor, other fun things. So um, first up, we have the Thursday night game that me and Ralph were watching last week. Um, we had the New England Patriots beat up on those Falcons that are playing poorly right now, 25 to nothing. You know, think about that for a little bit. Um, the, the Falcons could get no offense going. Uh, Matt Ryan only threw for 150 yards, had two picks. Josh Rosen came in late, threw a pick. Felipe Franks came in. Uh, next position, his first throw was a pick. Um, so they really can't do anything right. Uh, nothing for a running game. Um, the, the Patriots had two running backs that even rushed more than what Atlanta did as a whole team. So that's just how bad the offense was. Uh, Russell Gage had five catches for 49 yards on eight targets. That's pretty much it um, to report to with the Falcons. They're a terrible team. You know, without Patterson in the lineup, there's really – it's tough to own anybody right now until they, they get going. Um, and then I even heard that um, Cal Ridley – is okay to come off the pup list now. He's dealing with his, um, you know, mental health, but there's no telling when he's going to come back even. Um, so this is definitely a team in peril for show. 
a team not in peril is the rookie-led New England Patriots. Mac Jones is balling, threw for 200 yards, had a touchdown toss to Nelson Aguilar, and uh, one INT. Ramondre Stevenson had 69 yards rushing. Damian Harris had 56 yards rushing. Um, I would like to see a little bit more to Damian Harris uh, since I own him, obviously. Um, but uh, Kendrick Bourne also 4 for 42. Jacoby Myers 4 for 39. However, he did not score a touchdown. Uh, my prediction of him having a touchdown in every single game after uh, did not come to fruition. And then, um, spoiler alert, the Bills and Titans lost, uh, obviously. So the Patriots now are one game behind the Titans for AFC's number one seed. And the Patriots and Titans play each other this week. So that should be exciting in week 12. So um, either the Titans will put some distance between them or they, uh, they're going to be tied. So that's going to be fun to watch. And then an IDP alert already. We watched Kyle Vannoy with a late pick six. Uh, he had eight tackles, uh, uh, two sacks in that pick six. Uh, that's good for 44.5 points in our Westeros League. Uh, Ralph has him, uh, but Ralph had him on his bench. Another hit of the stogie. i got to learn to talk with this thing in my mouth. It's pretty big, though. My mouth can't handle something this big. Got to work up to it, I think. Uh, but that is a nice cigar. Um, so next game, uh, we've got the Colts beating up on the Bills. Um, this is the monster game Jonathan Taylor had. Four touchdowns on the ground, added one receiving. Uh, Wentz only had that one touchdown. <coughs> Excuse me, only that one touchdown through the air. Uh, Josh Allen could not do anything. Uh, he threw for 200, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, but just could not get it going at all. Their ground game was terrible. Um, Dawson Knox had six for 80 on 10 targets. That wasn't bad. And Stephon Diggs, while he only mustered 23 points receiving, uh, he did have two touchdowns. Um, so that uh, is really the only one to own in Buffalo was Diggsy, former Viking. Uh, speaking of Jonathan Taylor, the Bills were committed to stopping the run. Uh, Taylor ran 11 times against at least eight um, man Bills fronts on non-goal-to-goal plays. On those 11 rushes, he gained 54 yards. Almost five yards a carry against loaded boxes is just insane. Um, so that just shows you how much the uh, Colts offense in that line was rolling. They were doing pretty great. And uh, Taylor now became the first player to surpass 1,000 rushing yards this season. He's the 11th player in NFL history with at least 1,000 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns in each of his two first seasons. So he is pretty dang special. And uh, uh, next game, I will go with Washington and Carolina. Uh, this was a battle of Wivabote Wands, former and current teams. Washington gets the big W, W for Washington. Taylor Heineke threw for 200, three touchdowns. 
one to Scary Terry, one to DeAndre Carter, one to Cam Sims, uh, our Swiss Army Knife, Antonio Gibson, went for 95 yards on the ground on 19 carries. Now, he had outcarried uh, J.D. McKissick 19-7. to seven. Uh, So that is awesome to see because I love Gibson. I've got him everywhere. Uh, he did have uh, no targets in the uh, receiving game. McKissick only had two targets. So Heineke was rolling, throwing to his pass catchers. It was great to see. Uh, Cam Newton back in Carolina for the first time since he left. Uh, threw for 189, had two touchdowns. Uh, those were to Christian McCaffrey and to DJ Moore. They both had pretty good games. Uh, Newton also ran one in, took matters into his own hands. Uh, McCaffrey had another 100 yards combined, uh, 59 on the ground, 60 true to air. And again, he had the touchdown receiving. Uh, he had eight targets as well. So Cam was looking for him. They are rekindling the, the magic they had uh, back in the day. Uh, C-Mac also becomes the fastest player to reach 3,000 receiving yards and 3,000 rushing yards in the history of the N. FL. And they did that in 57 career games. Just think if you've been healthy, how uh, how much earlier you'd have. They'd probably have 4,000 of each by now if you stayed healthy. Guy can play. Uh, and then Jeremy Chin on an IDP alert. Uh, Ralph loves those 10-plus tackles. Jeremy Chin, safety, Carolina, had 13 total tackles. He's very good. Mm. This cigar is pretty good, too. And we're next going to go with the Ravens and the Bears. Duh, Bears. Uh, So the Ravens win 16-13. Lamar Miller was out this game. He was sick, non-COVID-related. They wanted you to to know it was non-COVID-related. So Tyler Huntley came in. As a game manager, really all he was, uh, threw for 219, had a pick. Deonta Freeman had a touchdown on the ground. Uh, Mark Andrews, 10 targets, caught eight of them for 73 yards. That was pretty it, pretty much it. I mean, Devontae had six receptions as well. Um, so Devontae was, uh, was the one to own there. Uh, Justin Fields, I, I think, injured his ribs uh, partway through the game, so Andy Dalton came in in relief, and he right away he throws a 60-yard bomb to uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, uh, Mooney had a good game. He had 16 friggin' targets, caught only five, 121 yards. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, uh, yeah, he's on the Bears now. Uh, he got four for 104 and a touchdown. Uh, David Montgomery, they call him Monty. He had 58 yards rushing. Um, and uh, I caught the tail end of this game. Uh, the Ravens actually had a last-second uh, field goal to win it. Well, not la- like last minute, I guess you could say. Um, Huntley hit, uh, I think he hit uh, Sammy Watkins deep um, to get into uh, position for the touchdown. So, uh, a lot of Bears fans feel that they should have won the game. There was a lot of fire naggy chants going on at the Bears game. 
There was fire naggy chants going on at the Bulls game in Chicago. There were even fire naggy chants going on at uh, Nagy's kids' football game. They wanted him to get fired at his kids' football game. So nobody is happy with Charles, with uh, Matt Nagy. Who's Charles Nagy? Maybe his dad. And then I saw a report today that they're going to be firing Nagy after the Thanksgiving game this Thursday. Question, why the hell would you let it out there that you're going to be firing a coach after a game they're going to be coaching? Do you really think he's going to be involved in that game at all? Do you think he's going to go out with a bang? Do you think it's all just a show? He was questioned about it, and uh, he had said, I didn't hear about it. No one said anything to me. We, I've got great communication with Bears Brass. Um, so that will be something to watch for show. So the Ravens have not lost to an NFC team since October of 2018. They are 13-0 since that game. I don't know who it was. It's a good stat anyway. And then in rallying to beat the Bears, the Ravens became the fourth team in the last 40 seasons to record five or more fourth-quarter comeback wins in their first 10 games. And one of those was against my Vikings. Um, not, uh, not happy about that. Uh, Robert Quinn, last year, two sacks and no tackles for loss in 15 games. He had a, a down year. Already in 10 games, he has 10 sacks and nine tackles for a loss. Doing a lot better, I'd say. Um, and then, uh, again, an overwhelming number of players want Matt Nagy gone. Uh, he's lost a locker room. And then there's a holdup, though. No head coach in the 101-year franchise or 101-year franchise history has ever been let go during the season. Uh, so they may make some history here um, getting rid of Nagy mid-season. Uh, so everybody keep an eye on that, would you? Report back. Uh, we got a couple IDP alerts. Dee -dee 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 -dee. Robert Quinn, speaking of him, he had four sacks in this beast and a forced fumble. Roquan Smith is a tackling machine. He had 17 tackles. Oh my gosh. Um, so moving on, we've got the Lions and the Browns. The Browns barely beat the Lions 13 to 10. Lions remain winless. Uh, Tim Boyle, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Boyle gets the start. Um, Goff sat out. Uh, he's hurt. He hurt his little pinky. I think he's a, he's a, he's a sad guy with his hurt little pinky. Um, so Tim Boyle throws for 77 yards. And two picks. I do believe if you put me behind center of the uh, Detroit Lions, I could match that. Hell, I could even throw three picks. I could do one better. Uh, but DeAndre Swift was the guy. 14 carries, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Swift is looking pretty good playing behind this crappy offense and this terrible team. Um, I think if they get some offensive linemen, you know, if they get some pass catchers back, um, and a, a decent quarterback, I mean, you could see Swift take off. Um, and then on the winners, uh, I mean, is it really, are you really a winner if you beat the Lions by three and barely do it? Um, Baker Mayfield had a touchdown, two interceptions. Nick Chubb ran for 130 yards, 
Jarvis Landry got a rushing touchdown. It was a gain of 16 to hit pay dirt. And then uh, Chubb was the beneficiary of the Baker Mayfield passing score. Uh, some of you may be asking, who the hell is Tim Boyd or Tim Boyle? I'll tell you a little bit of background on this guy, Timothy Boyle. He now has a combined touchdown to interception ratio 1 to 15. 1 to 15 touchdown to interception ratio um, at college and NFL levels. I have it broken down for you. Ready for this? In 2013, he was at UConn. No touchdowns, eight INTs. Next year, UConn again. One touchdown, three INTs. Next year, UConn. No touchdowns, two INTs. He threw so many INTs, had to rest his arm. He took a year off, okay? 2017, he's now at Eastern Kentucky. Goes 11 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, okay? And then fast forward now to 2021 with the Lions. No touchdowns, two INTs. I hear Goff may come back to play this, um, but who really cares, right? Screw them. They're the Lions. Motor City Kitties. Uh, next, ooh, another terrible team <laughs> that just keeps getting worse and worse. We got the Jags losing to the Niners, 30-10. to 10. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, again, does nothing. Um, it's just bad. The, the receiving game, it couldn't get anything going. Uh, Jones and Schnald had four and five receptions, respectively, for 52 and 50 yards. Uh, James Robinson had 29 yards on the ground, but he did have a touchdown. And uh, Laquan Treadwell, we call him Megaquan, he's now on the Jags. Uh, he's now become somewhat of a journeyman since entering the league with my Minnesota Vikings. Good luck to you, Laquan Treadwell. Uh, for the winning team, the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy G. Jawline, as we like to call him. 176 yards, two touchdowns, true to air. One went to Ayuk, one went to my guy Kittle. Ayuk finished seven for 85 yards in that touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, he had one catch for 15 yards, but he did all of his damage on the ground. He had eight rushes, 79 yards, and the lone rushing touchdown. Um, so with a couple guys banged up there in San Fran. You know, Mitchell was out, so Debo stepped up. Nicely done. And then uh, the Niners' opening drive of the game lasted 13 minutes and 5 seconds. It's the longest drive in the NFL in the last 20 seasons. Not just longest opening drive, longest drive, period. That took up all but two minutes of the quarter. That's pretty fantastic. Um, and then Debo Samuel this year has five receiving touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns. Uh, the last time a wide receiver had at least three receiving and three rushing was Debo Samuel in 2019. And then before that was Tyreek Hill in 2016. So Debo is doing whatever he can to help his team win. And then the Jaguars offense has averaged 10.75 points per game and one touchdown per game over the last 
four games. It's uh, it's it's pretty pitiful. Uh, and then uh, I'm calling it the game of the week. Y'all ready for this? In the garage, uh, the acoustics. We'll see how this sounds. Baruch. My Minnesota Vikings beat the Green Bay Packers 34-31 to on the last second Greg Joseph field goal as time expires. Um, we, uh, we watched this game all the way through. Uh, a little side note, uh, one of my boys, Nolan, uh, for some reason is a, a Packer fan. He has a friend who's a Packer fan. His dad's a diehard Viking fan. So at least one of them was going to, you know, rage against the machine and, um, you know, go for the pack. So him and my dad had a bet. If the Vikings win, my dad shaves Nolan's head. If the Packers win, my dad has to wear a tutu into Target with lipstick. Um, So this game was, was really tight. And uh, Nolan was just going crazy. So in the end, he's got to shave his head. But uh, my wife, I said it was okay that we wait until they do Santa pictures. So December 12th, a day after Santa pictures, he's getting his head shaved. Uh, so congratulations to my Vikings. Kirk Cousins, you like that? He throws for three touchdowns, 341 yards. Um, Rodgers goes for 385 and four between them. 726 passing yards, seven touchdowns. We'll call it a shootout. Uh, it was a really fun game to watch. Um, A.J. Dillon on the ground, 53 yards. They didn't do much on the ground. They had to throw to catch up. Dalvin Cook at 86 and a touchdown. Uh, MVS got a touchdown. My guy, Devonta Adams, had two touchdowns. And congrats to Josiah DeGuara in his second year. He caught his first touchdown for the Packers. Uh, And then uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, what is there else to say about this kid? Uh, Eight catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns, almost had three on that long one that was down at the one. Uh, Thielen pitched in with eight for 82 and another touchdown. So uh, a lot of people are saying that they are the best one-two wide receiver duo in the league, and I am uh, I'm finding it tough to find anybody else that'll compare. Um, so I uh, I'm really happy with my guys. Um, this was the Vikings' 500th win as a franchise. Um, I think they're like the 13th, 14th team to do that. And then uh, also, I, I've known this for a while, but I kept forgetting to say it on the podcast. There's only two players in all the NFL named Dalvin, and they're both on the Vikings. Go figure, right? Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Tomlinson. So there's something to quiz somebody on. You got some fun trivia there. Uh, The Vikings are in their 10 games so far. Nine games decided by one score. Five games decided by three points or less. We call them the, the cardiac kids uh, they're a really fun team to watch, and they're my team. So it makes it even more funner. Next game, although none will be as exciting as this one, the Dolphins beat the Jets 24-17. Tua has two touchdowns uh, through the air. One goes to Mac Hollins. One goes to Miles Gaskin. 
Uh, Miles Gaskin also runs for 89 yards on 23 carries. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and Duke Johnson. Uh, did anyone know he is now with the Dolphins? He is. He had four carries. Duke, we like to call him. Uh, but Jalen Waddle got the rush, uh, rushing touchdown. Uh, so good for him. He also had eight catches, 65 yards. In a losing effort, Joe Flacco, welcome back to the NFL. He had two tutties, one to Elijah Moore, one to Jameson Crowder. Michael Carter had 63 yards on the ground. Uh, however, he got hurt, and I think he's going to be out for a couple games. He's got a, a swole ankle, and it's not the good kind of swole either. My guys in NASCAR know about being swole. They, uh, they could bench press me. They're tough. They don't do legs, though. I should work on that. Um, but the big story here on the, the Jets, though, is Elijah Moore, the rookie, caught eight, 141 yards, and a touchdown. The kid, uh, kid's going to be good. He's exciting to watch. Uh, Corey Davis is this, uh, he's just a guy. Jay. Yeah, it's better with Ralph here. I still just say it. Uh, and his um, 130 receiving yards, uh, Elijah Moore, uh, we well, had 141, whatever. Uh, the most receiving yards by a Jets rookie since Lavernius Coles in 2000. I had him on a couple leagues back in 2000, I think. Lavernius Coles. Um, and then IDP alert. Quinn Williams. Uh, Jets linebacker had 15 total tackles. So, um, Ralph, another 10-plus tackle day. Uh, and then Flacco, Mike White are on the COVID list. Um, so I think we're going to see Zach Wilson back as quarterback. Oh, good. That should be fun, right? Uh, moving on, we've got Philly beating the Saints. We'll call them the Aints. Uh, Philly is now up to five and six, so watch out. Objects in the rearview mirror. And then the Saints are a middling five and five. Trevor Simeon, you can call him Trevor Seaman. Uh, 200 yards, three touchdowns, two INTs. Uh, he did help his cause also with a rushing touchdown. Mark Ingram continues his uh, Saints leading 188 yards on the ground and uh, catches for touchdowns from Adam Troutman, Marquez Callaway, and Lil Jordan Humphrey was four yards away from joining our 11111 club. He was almost there. And then Adam Troutman uh, is now on the IR with an ankle. So that sucks because I've got him in a few places that I'm depending on him in. And he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, so get better soon, youngin. Uh, and then for the winners, uh, Jalen Hurts has turned this team into a rushing team. Uh, 100% now. Um, through the air, Goddard had 62 yards. Devonta Smith had 61 yards. That was it. Uh, Hertz only threw for 147 in this game. Uh, however, he ran for 69 yards and three, count them, three, count them, three touchdowns on the ground. My guy, Miles Sanders, comes back and runs for 94 yards. I'm happy to see that. Uh, didn't haul in his lone target. Uh, Jalen Hurts has three rushing touchdowns. Obviously, the first QB in Eagles history to score at least three rushing touchdowns in a game. And uh, Jalen Rager, uh, we didn't call his name. He had three targets, caught one of them for negative one yards. Uh, 
Uh, here's a really crummy stat for Jalen Rager. In the past six weeks, he has as many games with negative receiving yards as he does with positive receiving yards. November 21st, this last weekend, one reception, negative one yards. Last week prior, the 14th, one reception, 12 yards. Week prior, one reception for negative six yards. On Halloween, one reception for zero yards. Week before that, he had two receptions, 25 yards and a touchdown. That's an outlier. And then October 14th, no receptions for no yards, obviously. Um, and I still think back to the, the story in the video I watched in the draft with Rager uh, going to the Eagles and uh, Justin Jefferson going to the, my Vikings. Um, when the Vikings staff got excited uh, because the Eagles right in front of them picked Rager instead <laughs> of Jefferson. So they got so excited and they, they uh, almost twisted an ankle getting to the phones to pick Jefferson. So uh, very glad Jefferson is on. Our team, he looks so much better in purple and gold. And we'll go with a um, IDP alert. TJ Edwards, linebacker Philly. 10 tackles, a forced fumble, and an INT. That's good for 38.5 yards in Westeros. And then uh, here's your upset of the week. The Titans lose to the Texans. If you didn't watch any football this last weekend, let me repeat that. Houston Texans beat the Tennessee Titans. Tighten up. Wee, wee. 22 to 13. Uh, Tyrod Taylor does nothing through the air, only 107 yards. However, he does have two touchdowns on the ground, and that was enough. Tanny, one touchdown, four picks. Yuck. AP goes for 40 yards, and then they cut his ass today. He's not there anymore. He gone. And then uh, Des Fitzpatrick got the lone touchdown then for Tennessee receiving. Uh, Nick Westbrook, Akini, had eight targets, caught seven for 107. Uh, so Tennessee cut AP. The Texans cut Philip Lindsay. Uh, the guy cannot pass block to save his life, so they got rid of him. Uh, so hopefully that means more, uh, more action for DJ David Johnson. And the Titans. So going into this game, right? The Titans are the best record in the AFC. Lost to the Texans with the worst record in the AFC. That is the first time that's happened any time after week six since 1979. I wasn't even alive then. Didn't even see it happen. So um, you don't see that happen too often. Bad team being a good team. Uh, Desmond King II with an IDP alert, cornerback for Houston, had eight tackles and two of the four picks against Tannehill. <coughs> and then we'll move on to the Bengals beating up on the rumbling, bumbling, stumbling, the Raiders. Uh, yeah, the silver and black uh, were, were pretty terrible. Um, only managing 13 points, Derek Carr threw his only touchdown to the island of Foster Moreau. Uh, they did nothing on the ground. Uh, they had a pretty, pretty terrible game. Uh, the Bengals, in a winning effort, Joe Burrow only had to throw for 148 yards and a touchdown, 
because Joe Mixon, he did everything else. He had 30 carries, 123 yards, two tutties. Any owners waiting for him to, to pop off again? Uh, there you go. Your patience has paid off. Uh, he's actually having a decent year, and he's staying relatively healthy. Uh, all good to see. Um, Tyler Boyd even got in on the rushing. Jamar Chase got in on the rushing as well. Uh, Chase had a touchdown. Congrats, Rook. Three catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, uh, 6 for 49. T. Higgins, uh, almost an afterthought. You know, three targets, only caught two. Um, so hopefully we can see T. Higgins come to life a little bit. Uh, next game. Uh, this was a game that a lot of people were looking forward to, the Chiefs squaring off against the Cowboys. Uh, the Chiefs end up winning this one. The Cowboys just fell flat. Um, the, the defensive scheme for the Chiefs, it's almost like they were taking a, a page out of the playbook of all the teams that beat them, uh, you know, forcing Mahomes to make so many mistakes. Um, Dak Prescott, my guy, only threw 216, two interceptions, Nothing really going on the ground. Zeke got a little bit banged up. Uh, Dalton Schultz uh, led the team with 53 yards on six receptions. Uh, C.D. Lamb got concussed, I believe. He only caught three. Um, Cooper, Amari Cooper wasn't even in this game. COVID may not play on Thanksgiving, they say. Uh, C.D. Lamb may play on Thanksgiving, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, but for the Chiefs, welcome back to my guy, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, we call him CH. We got a pretty good vibe with him. Um, he goes for 63 yards on the ground, busts in a touchdown. He caught two more for 13 yards. Great to see him back, getting the Lions' share of the carries. Uh, Darrell Williams only had five for 15. Edwards-Hilaire had 12 for 63. Uh, Travis Kelsey also had a nifty run, a four-yard burst. Uh, that was fun to see. A uh, little, little wildcat action. He just ran it right in. They didn't want anything to do with him busting through the line there. Uh, but Mahomes does not throw any touchdowns. Uh, Tyreek Hill caught nine for 77. And Kelsey, aside from his rushing touchdown, caught five for 74. Uh, and we had... Spoken, uh, you know, last couple weeks about how great Micah Parsons has been um, for the uh, the Cowboys. The rookie uh, is doing all kinds of great things on the defensive end. Uh, he joins uh, a small list of uh, at least eight sacks in the first ten games of an NFL career. Um, there's only four on the list: Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Josh Allen, and Micah Parsons. So he is in pretty elite company now um he's got a good career out of him good to see uh, and then an idp alert a dee, 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 dee. Uh, they were calling chris jones name all over the place in this telecast uh he had five total tackles four sacks one force fumble one fumble recovery in westeros that's good for 40 points in idp scoring 40 big points uh, then we go to the Cardinals and the Seahawks in an NFC West divisional battle. Really wasn't much of a battle. Um, Russell Wilson needs all kinds of help. Um, they have no rushing game. Uh, they need... <coughs> excuse me. They need Chris back. 
uh, in a big way. Um, Carson, Chris Carson, yeah. Russell Wilson only had 207 yards rushing. Uh, DJ Dallas, though, caught a, had a touchdown. Didn't catch it. He ran it in. Um, okay. I mean, I have that. He's in my World Empire League in the best ball league, so we'll see if that helped me out a little bit. Um, and then Tyler Lockett was the big beneficiary. He caught 115 yards of Wilson's 207 on four receptions. Nothing else. Metcalf was a non-factor, unfortunately. Uh, but for the winners, the Cardinals, 300 yards through the air for Colt McCoy. Yeah, I'll say that again. Colt McCoy threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. He also ran for 18, but uh, James Conner had uh, the touchdown on the ground for the Cardinals and then through the air. Uh, probably the best midseason acquisition at the trade deadline was Zach Ertz going to the Cardinals. Uh, he's been a huge boost to the Cardinals in their passing game with all the injuries they've got, uh, with all the uncertainty. Um, he had eight catches for 88 yards, two touchdowns. He's a, he's a big boy. He's a big target. Uh, and then Rondell Moore, 11 targets, caught all 11 for 51 yards. So if you got him in, uh, in a PPR league, he did you a solid in this game that you probably weren't expecting to get. Here's a fun stat. You know I love digging up these fun stats. Chandler Jones, D-end, Cardinals, has never played a game for the Seahawks, but he is now 10th all-time in sacks at Lumen Field, where the Seahawks play. And uh, the Cardinals are 6-0 on the road this season, every win by double digits. And uh, we got the two big boys, the big linebackers for Seattle, Jordan Brooks, and Bobby Wagner, 15 and 14 total tackles, respectively. Sunday night game saw the Chargers in a shootout with the Steelers. Uh, 41 to 37 was the final. Uh, a touchdown winning pass from Herbert to Mike Williams sealed it. Herbert had three touchdowns through the air. Uh, but Eckler uh, was the big, uh, the big guy here if... If uh, Taylor wouldn't have gone off like he did, uh, Eckler would have been the story uh, of the week. Eckler had 50 yards on the ground, two touchdowns on the ground. He also caught six for two touchdowns as well. Um, so he had himself a game. Uh, Justin Herbert also ran for 90 yards as well. Uh, pretty impressive. And then Mike Williams, my guy, five for 91 and a touchdown. The Steelers just... You know, couldn't quite hang with uh, the Chargers. Um, in the end, obviously, uh, Big Ben goes for 273-3. and three. Uh, Their rushing game was non-existent, only 39 yards from Najee Harris, but he did manage a touchdown. He also caught five to help his cause for 20 yards. And then the three touchdowns go to my guy, Deontay Johnson, caught seven for 101. Big uh, Tubba Eric Ebron uh, caught one. And Fat Pat. Uh, good to see Fat Pat catch another one. And then, uh, so Justin Herbert, his total uh, performance is 472 yards. It was good for second best of the season. Only Lamar Jackson had uh, 504 against the Colts on Monday Night Football. And his 90 yards rushing uh, was the most rushing by a Chargers quarterback in a single game ever. 
right? Philip Rivers, where are you at? He never did that. And then also Herbert is the first player in NFL history to now to throw for 350 yards and rush for 90 yards in a game. He finished with, uh, he was 30 of 41 for 382, three touchdowns. We already talked about that. And then Eckler uh, is the first player with multiple rushing and multiple receiving touchdowns in a single game since MJD, Maurice Jones-Drew, in week 14. I miss Maurice Jones-Drew. He called him, I call him a little, uh, little bowling ball. He was just, you could lose him as a defensive player. Uh, and then we have the um, Monday night game. It's not really a game, if you think about it. Uh, Tampa Bay beat up on the Giants. The Giants are terrible. Uh, Danny Dimes, 167, a touchdown, two interceptions, no rushing game. Barkley only goes for 25. Um, Andrew Thomas was the lone touchdown. He was a yard away from being in the 1-1-1 club. Uh, Kadarius Toney, 7 for 40. That's pretty much it. Kenny Galladay, two targets, caught one of them. Ingram, five targets, caught two. Uh, but Barkley did help his cause with six receptions for 31 yards. So that does help a little bit. You do the math. You know, that's nine extra points in, uh, in PPR. So there you have that. And then for the champs, Tom Brady throws for 300, two touchdowns, one INT. Uh, Fournette didn't do much. Uh, Rojo got the rushing touchdown for them. And then Mike Evans, six catches, 73 yards, one touchdown. And that touchdown is uh, he uh, now holds the record for touchdowns uh, for the uh, Tampa Buccaneers. Uh, I think he surpassed Mike Allstott. I think I read that right. And then Godwin got the other touchdown through the air, six for 65. And then Gronk, six for 71. So those were the big targets for Tampa Tom in Tampa Bay. The Giants are now three and seven. Um, they are actually now having their best 10-game uh, start to a season since 2016. Um, well, they, this, they say nine games, but in uh, 2017, they were one and eight. In 18, 19, 20, they were two and seven. And now three and six, three and seven. So they're kind of a little steady improvement going on, I mean, if you ask me, but nobody asked me. And here's a, a fun stat for you for anyone thinking Kenny Galladay was going to be something in New York. Andrew Thomas has more receiving touchdowns this season than Kenny Galladay. And Andrew Thomas just caught it today. Kenny G has none. None. Let me say that again. Sucked in Detroit. Sucked here. Ah, little sip of Northeast. So following this last game, four of Tom Brady's top 10 seasons have come since turning 40. Every year except his 42 age season. So um, he's like a fine wine. He's only getting better with age. I mean, if he bottled wine, if he owned his winery, I don't know, maybe he does. Google that. It's possible. And then uh, the three teams playing on Thanksgiving went 0-6 this weekend with a negative 72-point differential. Are you ready for some Thanksgiving football? 
Oh my gosh. The Bears lost to Baltimore Lions, to Cleveland Raiders, to Cincy, Cowboys to KC, Bills, Indy, Saints lost to Philly. Um, so that's trash. And then uh, Micah Parsons. Uh, somebody has now compared his career, his first 10 games, to last year's Defensive Rookie of the Year, Chase Young. Now, granted, Chase Young is out uh, with his injury, uh, but here's how they stack up, how Parsons stacks up to Young. Um, so total games played, obviously um, Parsons has 10, Young has 24, okay? Solo tackles, Parsons, 48, Young, 47. Sacks, Parsons, 8, Young, 9. Quarterback hits, Parsons, 18, Young, 16. And tackles for loss are even at 13. So... You want you hear us, me and Ralph talking about how this kid Parsons is flying all over the field. He's done this in fourteen less games than Young. I mean, he's already on his way to defensive rookie of the year. I mean, he's inching close to defensive player of the year. Um, so I lied when I said this is going to be an hour. <laughs> um, so I'm going to take a quick break. Be back in two and two. Uh, I've got a few things to go over, and um, then we'll wrap up. And I wish you all a, a merry Thanksgiving. So we'll be back in two and two. Did you guys miss me? Hope not. Uh, it was like I never left. So, second half. Um, I wanted to talk about, There's we've talked about this uh, Scott Fishbowl type of league that we're in. 32 different leagues combined together. Um, top four from each league move on to the big championship uh, playoffs. While still each league has their own as well. Um, I had uh, I lost my last two games this last week, so you get a, a point for winning the week. You also get a point for being over the median average. 
Um, and I failed to do both. I lost and I was under. So um, I went from being like 32nd ranked, I've dropped down to 63rd. Um, so I, in week 12, I have a buy in my actual league, but in the big one, I'll be playing, I think, the 68th ranked, somewhere in there. Um, and it's week 12. I have Mahomes, I have CEH, uh, both of which are going to be on a buy. Um, so it's going to be very inter- interesting to see how I do with my team with two guys I depend on now with CH being back on a buy. So I'll be sure to uh, to report back as well. Um, I know we've spoke about Frozen a few times and how that schedule got kind of messed up. Um, so Danny fixed the problem, we think. Um, but then there's, um, if we want to leave it as is, because the problem he had when he fixed it, I actually gained two wins. So instead of seven and five or seven and four, I now have nine wins. So yeah, seven and five, I'm now, or seven and four, I'm now nine and something. I I forgot what it was. Oh, there's double. So I'm nine and three, maybe. Yeah, nine and three now. Um, So that's fun. Uh, But we have some polls going to see how we want to redo that. So stay tuned to that. I'm sure um, Ralph will have some comments on that next week with all that craziness. So I'm going to revisit Jonathan Taylor, his monster day on Sunday. Um, So just a refresher, right? He had 32 carries for 185 yards, four touchdowns. His longest run was 40. That was a 5.8 yard average per rush. He added three receptions for 19 yards and another touchdown through the air. So that all told... 204 total yards and five touchdowns. Just a magnificent game, right? Just unbelievable. And depending on the league you're in and how the settings are, you know, he could have had crazy numbers. There's some leagues that have, you get bonuses for 40-yard rushes. You get bonuses um, for when a rusher has over 150 yards. So they, so many bonuses, so many different aspects to scoring. So just to give a couple examples, um, in our point per carry league, um, Taylor scored 80, 80, it's even tough to say, 87.9 points all by himself in our point per carry league. That's just ridiculous. Um, in our full IDP Westeros, he dropped 60.65. So again, depending on the scoring, um, you know, any, any way you look at it, he put up a lot of points. He's probably the, the most, the biggest point getter, scorer, whatever. Um, so last week as an owner in fantasy football, you fell into one of four categories. A, you had him as an owner and you won with his performance. Uh, B, you had him as an owner but you still lost. Or you played against him and you won, or you played against him and you lost, right? And being it was an early game, you pretty much knew what your team had to do if you were going against him. Um, Or if you had him as the owner, you mean, it was pretty much smooth sailing. You knew 
you had a pretty good shot at winning. Um, but, you know, how amazing is that feeling where you see Taylor go off against you and you come back and win? Um, so that would be just an amazing feeling. I went up against him in three leagues. I lost all three. Um, I own him in two. I won in those two. So he was a, a big catalyst for and against. So chances are if you had him, uh, you were going to win. Unless if your name is Ralph. Um, <laughs> so it really goes to show that if you've got a strong roster, you can overcome a monster game like that. Um, you know, you'd be sitting in good shape. So with Ralph, uh, in his high school league uh, that I joined quite a few years ago, uh, Ralph got 51.9 points out of Taylor. Um, but he still lost by over 50 points. Pausing to smoke my cigar. Pausing for effect. Taylor put up 51.9 for him. He still lost by 50 how that happened. The rest of Ralph's team barely scored 80 points. His opponent had Rodgers with 33.5, Mixon with 24.3, Adams with 27, Chubb with 21.4, and Brady with 20. So, you know, a monster game uh, really is nothing without the support from the rest of your squad, as Ralph would surely point out um, if... Uh, if he uh, if he were here with us, so congratulations to Jonathan Taylor. Um, yeah, obviously he's never going to hear this, but uh, congratulations anyway. And then uh, the last thing I'll end on uh, for to dog just for you, baby. Um, we are we as in me. I'm going to talk a little bit about IDP. Um, there's uh, still a lot of people out there who are hesitant to joining IDP. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to get the hang of. It's really tough when you're trying to do a trade and you're trying to trade defense for offense. It's really tough sometimes to kind of gauge the value of a defensive player versus an offensive player. Um, so that can be a whole nother conversation. But, you know, there are people who um, are a little uh, hesitant again uh, to do IDP. Uh, but really, once you get the hang of it, um, it, it's a lot of fun. And I've been in IDP for four years now, three, four years. Um, and I love it. Uh, obviously, you know, most of the standard fantasy football leagues, you know, you, each team, you draft a starting defense along with special teams. And then that defense, you know, they score points for you based on how many points they're scored against them. And, you know, if there's big plays on defense, like an interception or a fumble, safety. But we ain't talking about that, baby. We're talking full-on IDP. It's a whole separate starting lineup, whole separate starting roster of defensive juggernauts. Um, there's some leagues that give you a small taste of IDP, right? Uh, there's only a spot for like a linebacker or a D-back or a defensive line, um, just a taste, you know, you probably roster, you know, an extra linebacker or a D-back. Um, and maybe you just stream it too. You try to find the linebacker with the best, um, you know, matchup. You know, that's a possibility too. Uh, but there's deeper IDP leagues. Uh, like I'm in quite a few. You know, you start two D-linemen. You start three or four linebackers. You start two DBs. Um, you know, so now you're getting into... Owning a lot 
of IDP players. And you have, I mean, it's a huge roster, obviously, if you're adding IDP players. Um, and then some leagues, you know, will have uh, required DNs or D tackles. And uh, the same as, you know, cornerbacks or safeties. Um, so, you know, in that format, a lot of times if you're drafting for a super or for superflex for, for IDP, um, you know, the defensive players should be drafted a lot earlier. You know, some of the elite IDP players should be going as early as the third round, you know, fourth or fifth more typical um, would be a starting point to drafting IDPs. Um, you know, one league I'm in, or a couple actually, I start a D end, a D tackle, and another defensive line position, and then a cornerback and a safety, and then another D back position. So you're kind of able to mix and match there with your uh, defensive line and your your D back. So that's a lot of fun to tinker with as well. Um, but the one thing you know, if you have to only start uh, a defensive lineman, a lot of times it's going to be a D end. You know, with how the scoring works with uh, with the leagues, a lot of times it's tailored more to D ends. They're going to score more points uh, than the D tackles. You know, they're going to get to the quarterback more to sack. Um, you know, they're going to get more more tackles on the edge. So, you know, those defensive tackles, they're the run stoppers up the middle. They're the ones batting passes down. Uh, you know, they're the ones you know, getting up the middle, a lot of times they're taking on uh, double teams, sometimes triple teams if your name's Aaron Donald. Um, so, you know, when you have to roster a defensive tackle, if you really don't get one of those stud defensive tackles, like top five, um, you know, you could be stuck streaming them too. Um, you know, whatever the best matchup is going to be or, you know, we all we never wish for injuries, but if there is an injury to one, you know, you can uh, get another player that will take up that stud's mantle. Um, so, and then, you know, you also have to factor in IDP scoring for the league. Um, just like offensive, there's um, different, you know, how there's standard, there's PPR, there's tight end premium. They also have leagues that are more towards tackle heavy, you know, or sack heavy, right? Um, so there's, there's different ways that commissioners will set up the scoring uh, for the defense. You know, tackle, tackle, <laughs> tackle heavy leagues, um, you know, it's just like they sound, they... They diminish the pass rushing specialists and they reward guys that make the tackles. So your four three middle linebackers, your uh, your weak side linebackers and uh, safeties. You know they're going to be the main beneficiaries in that scoring system, and the players that take the biggest hit are going to be the D tackles and you know the three four outside linebackers. You know the, those linebackers, you know they don't really accumulate a lot of tackles. Uh, most of their damage is done bringing down the quarterback. So, you know, that's one thing to pay attention to. So if you have an outside linebacker or a D tackle and they don't record a sack in the game and they're not getting a lot of tackles, odds are you're going to be stuck, you know, with a player that's got a big zero. 
uh, for the game. And, you know, just like uh, an offensive player, it's tough to have somebody you start with a, a big fat goose egg. Um, so, you know, something to pay attention uh, to dog <coughs> when you're you, when you're crafting your team, make sure you're looking at the scoring. So, you know, on the flip side, there's sack heavy scoring will reward, you know, the, the sack specialist. Um, and sack heavy scoring, uh, you know, considering any league that has like a five to one sack to tackle ratio. So for example, um, you know, if a solo tackle is worth one point, right. And a sack is worth four points that sack will actually register as five points because that sack is counted as a tackle too. And it goes one step further. If you get points for tackles for loss, you'll get an additional bonus point on that play or two. You know, sometimes it's two points for tackle for loss. So that one sack right there could be seven points. So your tackle heavy linebacker is going to have to record five tackles all by himself just to offset that one sack. So you're going to want to try to find the players who offer the high upside in both of the formats. Um, So what I did just real quickly is I I went through our Westeros team. I could filter that pretty easily. And I went with, I, I filtered the top five tacklers. And then I filtered the top five sacks, the top five sackers the sack masters, the sack specialists, if you will, and then also the top five D tackles. <clears throat> so you can kind of see, I should have, I forgot, I should have done safeties and cornerbacks as well, but um, so the top five tacklers, uh, no surprise, are all going to be linebackers. Bobby Wagner has 115 total tackles. He only has one sack. Denzel Perryman, 114 total tackles. He has no sacks. Raquan Smith, 110 tackles, three sacks. Uh, Olakon uh, from Atlanta has 110 tackles, two sacks. My guy Aaron Kendricks, Eric Kendricks, has 102 total tackles. He has four sacks. So you kind of see with the linebackers, not really um, sack specialists unless you get lucky like me. And you get a TJ Watt who's listed as a linebacker and a D end. So that helps too. Um, <clears throat> and then the top five sacks are all going to be D ends, right? So Miles Garrett has 13 sacks. He has 37 tackles. TJ Watt, 13 sacks, 39 tackles. Hassan Reddick, 11 sacks, 50 tackles. And Matthew Judon, 11 sacks. 40 tackles, and then um, five are tied with 10, and their average tackles are uh, 35. And again, they're all DNs, so they're going to be the sack specialists. They're the ones getting to the quarterback. And then I did the top five D tackles. Um, So Jeffrey Simmons has eight sacks, 39 tackles. Aaron Darnold, six sacks, 45 tackles. Uh, Javon Hargrave, six sacks, 48 tackles. Leonard Williams, six sacks, 53 tackles. And Jonathan Allen has six sacks, 34 tackles. So you can kind of see, you know, where the uh, defensive tackles kind of sit. 
Um, so, you know, what happens is if, if you're D-end happy on your team and you only have to roster a defensive lineman, you know, a lot of times your middling defensive ends are going to outscore even the best defensive tackles. And if you have to draft a defensive tackle, you want to make sure you get, you know, one of the, the top five, six. Uh, that way you're not going to be worried about having to try and stream one and, you know, you get one with zero points and it's just a, a lost week for your defensive tackle. So, uh, Tadog, I don't know if that answered your question or not, um, but it was actually fun kind of doing some research just to see that because, I, you know, I knew that linebackers obviously tackle heavy, DNs sack heavy, but, you know, to see the disparity with tackles versus sacks for each one, it's definitely something to consider when you, you know, orchestrate your, uh, your next team next year. Um, so, Tadog, hopefully we can get you in a couple IDP leagues with us next year. Um, so that's really all that I got. I think I covered a lot. Um, I barely made a dent in my cigar. My beer's gone. I had to get a second one of that. But, um, you know, I think I'll just end on what I'm thankful for. You know, it's, it's Thanksgiving. It's, it's that time of the year to kind of reflect on the things you have and the things you're grateful for. I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, giving thanks. I'm thankful for my family, you know, my beautiful wife. I've got three amazing and healthy kids. Uh, thankful for my health as well. Just got a, a knee that sometimes likes to bug me. Uh, I'm thankful I've got a job to pay for my fantasy football debauchery. Uh, thankful for this podcast. My, uh, my brother, Ralph. Obviously, without him, it would be trips right with Dave. And I mean, that would be pretty boring, right? Uh, what else? Uh, thankful for our super fans and the many friends we've made through Sleeper. You know, we've also made some enemies along the way too, which makes it even more fun. They, they kind of help to, uh, what, to fuel our fire and, uh, you know, keep us going. The, uh, the haters are going to hate and Dave and Ralph are going to podcast, baby. Um, what else? I'm thankful for Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and my Minnesota Vikings. They're my uh, favorite team to watch, most entertaining by far. You never, you never know what they're going to do. Um, and lastly, I'm thankful for you. You guys who are listening now, you don't mind sitting through our ramblings and our rumblings and our bumblings and, uh, and our stumblings. So um, we, uh, again, we're, uh, we're happy that you guys uh, can listen in on us on a weekly basis and... Um, you know, and you can chime in when you need to. Um, so it, it, this has been a fun ride. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have Ralph back next week. And, uh, you know, as always, I'm going to try to do better next week. Um, but I'm going to sign off now. I'm going to finish this cigar and uh, I'm going to go crash. Um, so for uh, Trips Right with Ralph and Dave, again, I was Dave. And again, Ralph, we're... Uh, Worth thinking of your brother and uh, your family. And uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a good one.